You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the first episode for 2024 and also the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? AK, doing well, man. Good to be back. We haven't been together for quite a while now. I think it was before Thanksgiving we got together last time. Yeah, been a while. Yep, and uh, we, but we have not been on our, on our hands sitting there doing nothing, Alan. We've I been very that. busy, and uh, with all these events that we've done between December and, and January, I'm not going to go through each one of them, but I do want to make a mention of, of the ones we have conducted since we've been together. Uh, we got together for the, for the Lathrop Cup, which is our senior championship, uh, team championship. We had the Rick V four ball, which is a player series event. We had our 40 plus finale. Uh, we did at Heritage Club down there at Pauley's Island. Uh, the junior crowd was doing the player series at Waibu that first couple weekends in December. Uh, we had a U.S. four ball qualifier. We did it at Old Field uh, for the 2024 event. And uh, our four Picard, uh, uh, four Picard Christmas Classic that we do uh, down there at Wild Dunes. Then we did a player series at uh, New Year's Eve at Lake Marion, and yeah. the turn of the year came around, and we did a 40-plus down there at Daltall, I think nice. on January the 4th. Yeah. Uh, had our big golf day here in Columbia, so we honored our Hall of Famers and award winners from 2023, and we had the Bobby D. Jr., which is a two-day event now. Yeah. That's a player series event during Martin Luther King Day. Crowfield. Uh, Crowfield, yep. And then uh, this, as as we speak the weekend before, we just finished our, our Tournament of Champions at TPC. So With some good weather for a change. Yeah, how about that? The champions were actually wearing shorts. Which is amazing. And their picture. I don't know if I've seen that in my 28 years. But I do want to highlight a couple things. Our Lathrop Cup, which is our senior club champion. Uh, we played it out at Columbia Country Club. And Musgrove Mill, the team of Musgrove Mills. And I might, this is a tough format. All amateur players aggregate score. So mm-hmm. Dillard Pruitt, Walter Todd, and Doug Ramey. Good team. Uh, we're part of that team led by Jeff Tallman, our friend there at Musgrove. Yeah. Uh, the four Picard, which is a parent child the first day, a junior event the second day uh, for the juniors and the girls 13 to 18 division. Uh, Margaret Olson from Fort Mill shot 75 to win. Nice. And the boys' division, 13 to 18. We actually had a playoff when it's said and done. Five under par, 65. Man. Uh, Groves Williams and Evan Hobdy. Yeah. Uh, I went to a one had a ended up with just being a one hole playoff. But Groves Williams took the title after that one hole playoff. Congratulations! Uh, mentioned our SCGA Golf Day, which is our opportunity to get everybody together, have our annual meeting, do our Hall of Fame inductees, SCGA award winners, and mm-hmm. I want to congratulate our Hall of Fame inductees this year. Mr. Walter Todd, Ron Ceruto went in. Yeah, um, just two great gentlemen, and you know I know you know Walter as well as I do. A most competitive and humble person I think I've ever met in my life. One so. of my favorites. He had well deserving, and and our players. Of the years, I want to make a special mention to them. Sam Jackson won for the second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, after his stellar year uh, on the golf course, and then Todd White. I mean, who didn't think Todd was going to win the Senior Player of the Year? Right. Um, senior Amateur Champion, State Amateur Champion. Basically, he won everything he played in in August. Yeah, he won everything. Um, and he was real close to winning the Player of the Year. His job just does not allow him to participate like he sh- would like to. So, yeah. also our Junior Players of the Year, Beth Daniel Award winner, the Madison Messimer. This is our second year in a row. Yeah. And our Jay Haas Boys Player of the year bennett scaletta and you might hear that name again because bennett is only 14 years old that's amazing youngest to win that that particular award it's amazing he can even earn enough points being 14 i know i mean but he's he gets in good. there and he's playing good yeah he's playing really good 
Uh, and then I mentioned our tournament of champions. Uh, just a great opportunity to get all these champions together in one place. TPC. What and and, and usually it's not as nice as it was this past time. Weather wise, not condition. Weather wise, condition. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was it was nice. I mentioned the, the shorts and the pictures. So uh, if you want to check that out, uh, you can go to my SCGA app. See the scores yep. there at my SCGA app for for those different division winners. You can get everything on that app. Everything, everything. And then and that's that's just through December and January. So now we're here. We are the turn of February, and and we're rocking and rolling already. As, as this comes out, we just finished up our junior heritage yeah, uh, down at Atlantic Dunes in Harbortown. Yeah. Kids get to play Atlantic Dunes in one day and Harbortown the second. That's pretty strong. And I'm going to give a shout-out because that tournament today is round one of that tournament. Hunter Hilton qualified. And I don't know uh, – he, he broke his arm last year and was heartbroken because that's his home tournament. And yeah. uh, I just want to give him a shout-out, being kudos and proud of him for qualifying. There you go. There you go. Uh, while those guys are down there in Sea Pines, just up north on the coast, uh, we've got our player series going on at Fripp, a two-day okay. event there at Fripp. Yeah. Uh, I did hear from the reports on the golf course, the wind is blowing. Oh, really? As you can imagine. <laughs> uh, and based on that, we've actually had uh, – we're today, as this comes out, we were supposed to have a 40-plus at Riverton Point, but we've had to cancel it due to already wet course conditions and what they're predicting on Monday, which nobody, I think, wants to play golf in. So yeah, no. we decided we'd, we'd re, re, reschedule that one hopefully sometime in, in April if we can make that work beautiful but uh with all that being said man i'm excited about this first episode of the year first episode of 2024 yeah uh you know back in middle january we had a changeover from our presidency mr jeffrey cannell served us so well for the last two years uh is now our immediate past president and now uh we've got a gentleman rob reeves from out of greenville up at the Thornblade club Yep. He joined, he sat down with Alan and I and uh, really neat to hear all what he's done, especially with the Blade Tournament that he's been a chairman of for so many years and some of his goals and, and, and things that he's looking forward to, to grow this game in golf in South Carolina. And we certainly hope everyone enjoys the listen. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are happy to be joined by Mr. Rob Reeves, the current SCGA president. Yes, that's right. How are you, Mr. Reeves? I am doing well, guys. Thank you all for having me and allowing me the opportunity to be here. We are now, uh, let's see, it was the... Um, 14, we're 12 days into his presidency. Well, good. He took over. We had our big golf day uh, at Columbia Country Club January the 14th and uh, had our had our annual awards for the SCGA and then tied it into the South Carolina Golf Hall of Fame, which Walter Todd and Ron Ceruto very yeah. graciously uh, earned their right into. And that same day, Mr. Jeff, Jeffrey Cannell, who has been our president the last two years, uh, had his last opportunity to, to run that 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 event and Mr. Mr. Reeves took over that day along with some other executive members. And a lot of people will know Mr. Reeves as the chairman of the Blade Junior Golf Tournament, which we'll get to. Yep, we'll get to that. Where were you born and raised? I'm right here in Greenville, South Carolina, although okay. I'm in Columbia, but I'm a yeah. Greenville, South Carolina guy, born and raised. Don't know any better, don't know any worse. Where'd you go to high school there? Eastside Eagle. Eastside? Yeah, our 
claim to fame, really, outside of a couple of golf championships that I had nothing to do with, but my kids did. <laughs> I was about to say. It was 1977 uh, state football championships. Nice. Nice. So beat uh, beat Spring Valley. Ten to seven. Oh wow! Oh really? And Spring Valley was the that was the yeah. team back then. Now I didn't play football, sure. but I had a lot of friends that played. Yeah. Uh, just off subject, but uh, David Sharpie, who played at uh, Furman, yeah. he was our quarterback that year. So anyway, that's cool. Did y'all did you play golf in high school? I did play golf in high school um, for three years. Um, back then, we played eighteen holes. Yeah. So I was uh, I was known to shoot the 36-45 rounds. I hear you. I hear never, that. Uh, it never never really counted a whole lot. I identify with that. So, <laughs> so how did you get introduced yeah, to, to put, the game? So um, my dad was uh, my uh, introduction to the game. He he took up golf late in life, um, but uh, late I'm talking you know mid 30s, right. 40, and so he got he got me involved he was playing i said i wanted to play and um i was able to tag along with him during the week uh this was in the mid you know mid 70s early 70s but on the weekends it was kind of hard to play because kids weren't allowed on the golf course at the time how old were you and where was this uh i was probably started about 10, 11 years old, and my home course was Furman University. Okay. Nice. Furman. So uh, I would uh, – we would go out late in the afternoons and play nine or whatever, or I would go uh, – during later on in life, I would go out there during high school and or earlier, and he would drop me off at 8 o'clock in the morning and pick me up at 7 o'clock at night or later, and I got to play with the pastors and the professors and the, all the retired folks at Furman. Huh. Did, uh, did Furman have that telescoping mirror on the first oh, yeah. tee back then? Oh, yeah. they have seen that? They had the periscope deal where you looked out on the number one tee to make sure everybody was out of the way because it was a pretty over-the-hill, yeah. uh, steep shot so you couldn't tell. And um, it was look out there, see if everybody's out of the way, and then hope you didn't hit cars coming up. 25 yep. uh, north on the on the highway over there. I've only seen one other. I think it's number six at Three Pines, the tee box there at Three Pines. They had the same periscoping huh. mirror. So you yeah. look in there, A, straight ahead, and it goes up, well, I don't know, 20, 20 feet or so, and there's another mirror, and you see yeah. it shows you. The, it's pretty cool. That is cool. Things, so. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a neat thing for a kid, you know, yeah. 11, 12 years old. Uh, and then basically I played baseball a little bit, but after I got tired of being hit, <laughs> with pitching and i could not hit uh-huh. um i said let's go try to play golf and so that was when i started playing a lot of golf 13 14 i can already tell mr reeves is not gonna he's very humble he's not gonna say he did anything well right, you know right. we, we'll, we'll dispel that theory in a little bit when it comes to running events was there much junior golf back in when i mean I, you played with your dad you played on the high school team but was there much comp- i know i know there wasn't many golf tournaments per se but um, there weren't a whole lot of junior golf activity. I mean, my first junior golf tournament um, was the Furman Junior Invitational okay. back in the day. And actually, they had a sub-junior class because I guess I was 13, 14 years old, right. 15 maybe. So that was the first tournament that I played in. And um, I, uh, my mom looked at the tee sheet or whatever and said, uh, Dillard Pruitt's playing in this tournament. Um I think at the time, and he and I apparently we were. He was younger than I am, four, 
four years or so, but we were born on the same same street way back in the day. Huh. <laughs> so um, my parents kind of knew the Pruitt family a little bit. Yeah. So he's a good dude, isn't he? Yeah, Dillard's great. Yeah. He, he's wonderful. That's, so, uh, that, but but there weren't a whole lot of junior tournaments back in the day. Right. Um, and my probably my one and only South Carolina junior tournament was the uh, junior championship. A championship played at Lexington. Did you play it there? And that's how I met your dad. Yeah. Uh, Biff, there. Um, I might have made him, met him, maybe another tournament, but back in that day, parents were crazy enough to send me down with some other, oh, absolutely, other uh, <laughs> 16, 17, 18 year olds oh, that really? could, could drive and yeah. stay in a hotel somewhere. Yeah, that's so. exactly what I mean. That was back in the day. You, you didn't see many parents walking around back then like we do now. Well, right? you didn't see any parents back then because they were all working. They had right. to work. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't like, the college golf scholarship was not what yeah. what everybody was right seeking. I yeah. mean, because you didn't know all about it, but now it's like everybody wants it. So now mom and dad are coming around, making all, sure Junior's doing what he needs to do. I always think the difference of those championships when you maybe when you played in it, and then I played it probably in the middle '80s or so, and uh, you know. Compared to what we do now, like what y'all do at the Blade, when you come at the first tee and there's Just, snacks and drinks and all this, I mean, you, you used to make the turn at Lexington and you went and found a hose next connected to the building <laughs> and you slug rubber water out of the hose. Um, uh, did uh, so you got done with school at Clemson? Is that yeah? I went to Clemson. Yeah, um, you know, got out got out of high school and, and thought I wanted to thought I was good enough to walk on at Clemson, and so. Um, had that conversation with uh, Coach Robinson and, and Joe Moses, and they said, well, we're going to have walk-on qualifying at uh, Boscobel, and you're welcome to come out and try to do that. And um, I did that for two rounds, and fraternities kind of came around. I said, I thought I need to be in a fraternity, and <laughs> rain delays on golf tournaments, yeah, uh, the right. qualifying. I said, nah, I'm probably not going to do this golf thing. So yeah. I, I went the – Oh, the, the social route instead right. of the golf route. So that, that was that uh, was why I got into Clemson. But uh, but went to Clemson, got out of there, um, and then when I got out of Clemson, it was like, hey, what do I want to do? I loved golf. Uh, was I going to go maybe be a club professional, get in that route, okay. or do something in business? And it came down to assistant golf pro at uh, Catawba Country Club in Hickory, North yeah. Carolina. I love that golf course. Or uh, uh, a banking job in Greenville, um, and uh, we see which one you picked. He went for the money. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't much money in anything <laughs> back then. I think it was. Uh, I think the difference between uh, Catawba Country Club assistant pro and bank training program in 1983 it might have uh, been a difference of oh, thirty five hundred dollars or four thousand dollars, but. One was in Hickory, yep. one was in Greenville. Right. My wife was at Clemson, so or my fiance at yep. the time was at Clemson, so good choice. Good yeah. choice. Yeah, no, you made the right so, choice. Uh, yeah, here but, we are today. But yeah, here we are today. And and during that time though, I did play a lot of uh, SCGA events and CGA events. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. um, some of the you know the the, um, uh, the CGA uh, match play, yep. whatever, and, yep. and the South Carolina match play. Got to see some of the the legends of that time, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties. Uh, the Allen Powers, Putin, oh, yeah. and and Dupree's, and yeah. uh, Vic Hannons, and you know, um, 
the heydays i like to call yeah, it well, those were some I, I learned yeah yeah i learned a lot from those guys not i mean it, it was probably a lot of fun. Some, probably right. some things you you didn't not to do. I was about to say between Dupree and Prezioso. <laughs> and Pudding. Yeah, well, yeah. that and, uh, yeah, and Gus Sylvan. You oh, know. yeah. Uh, so it was funny. That you was know. great. Yeah, but, but so, yeah, that was – and then, you know, those times uh, got to play uh, – some memories were playing against Dillard Pruitt in the Carolinas match play at uh, Wild Dunes before Hugo came. Wow. Oh, yeah. So that was pretty cool. And you sit back and say, hey – played Dillard lost but sure now you see what all he's done or yeah. you know a name Norman Chapman got to play oh, yeah. against yeah. Norman Chapman because these guys were better golfers than I was but I had the opportunity to play against them yeah. and that was cool no that's I think that's one of the cool things about our game is that you can do that you can go yeah. out there and play over a course of years and then look back and some of these legends that you played with or against might have beat might not have but there's a reason we shouldn't beat them <laughs> they're that good i mean dillard's yeah and you still talk about them and you still remember them and that day you know, that's that's what i try to instill upon my kids over the years is hey when you go play golf with somebody get to know something about them yeah. you're spending five hours out there on a golf course with them you never know when you might run across them again right. and what they might be able to do for you but find out something about them yeah so when did you uh when did you have the fortune to, to join thornblade club up there well, I got um, I joined Thornblade right when it opened, so around okay. 1990. Um, prior to that, you know, I said we started our golf at Furman University, and my dad was then fortunate enough to get a job with the Greenville Hospital System that actually allowed him to get a private club membership, which was the big thing back in the he mid got? to late 70s. And we joined the Greenville Country Club, okay. so okay. I got to got to be over there for a while, and and then Riverside only at that time, right? No, at that time it was both. Chanticleer, oh, okay. yeah, Chanticleer had been open for a while. Okay. Uh, for a little while. I think they'd opened like in the early 70s. Gotcha. Riverside and Chanticleer. Um, so played over there and worked over there basically on the uh, in the um, driving range, cart boy, yeah, you yeah. know, at Riverside and Chanticleer for a while. And then actually during college worked on the golf course at Chanticleer. Did you really? With, um Craig Harris wasn't there then, was he? <laughs> no. Um, Sorry, Craig. Uh, Steve Jones and, okay. and his uh, his dad um, were there. And um, did you get the cup cut? John Jones. Did you cut any cups? Or were you? I did cut cuts. I cut greens. Uh, cut tees. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I didn't do was get to ride on the uh, the big tractor, the big F10 fairway mower back then, which was actually a. Uh, it was more like a tractor, not like a <laughs> nice gang hall. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the reason for that is that uh, the guy that cut fairways, that was his job. He right. He wasn't going. He wasn't going to let anybody nope. else. Nope. Wasn't going to let anybody else do that. Yeah. So, uh, but that was those were fun times uh, working at on the uh, on the golf course. I had no idea you were. You, you've yeah. seen some changes out there then around Greenville because I know I know you still yeah. go over there every once in a while at Greenville Country Club and uh, so there's a, I mean there's a lot it's getting ready to be some big changes I don't know if you've heard they're getting ready no. yeah. a big renovation over at Chanticleer is coming coming down the line yeah so. it's it you changing know, grasses mm-hmm. yeah I think that was where where I I worked with a guy named Jimmy Gulledge oh yeah um, and Jimmy Gulledge was probably yeah. if if everybody knows this Jimmy Gulledge was probably one of the best junior golf players in the state up until age 14 or 15 and things just happened in his life is is jimmy younger jimmy and i are the same age okay 
His son played. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, have Gordon yeah. as a dad. So anyway, yeah. Jimmy and I worked out there, and we'd go on Mondays after after we got off work. We'd put our uh, clubs in the back of a Cushman go- uh, scooter and ride around <laughs> and play golf. <laughs> nice. But, uh, but we had a good time. But a lot of changes in golf in Greenville yeah. over the time from Furman and what they've done. Uh, stints at Carolina Springs and what went on there over the years. Um, it's it's been a big change, and then well, Thornblade obviously coming on in the yeah. you know nineties. Well, and then Thornblade came on in the nineties, and and I mean, man, just instant spectacular golf course up there. And and you had we were just talking with another acquaintance who was in here with about Randy Long getting up there and was there for so many years and did such yeah. a good job as superintendent. And but Greenville itself, I mean. Greenville's blown up. I mean, Green, they need to stop putting Greenville in magazines. I don't think y'all have enough room to put them, bring anybody else in. Well, we would like to check everybody's uh, credentials before they come in, but it has been good. You know, um, uh, the city of Greenville did a great job in the early 80s creating, beginning to shape downtown Greenville, which has been a big driver. Beautiful. Um, but, you know, now, you know, 40, 40 years later, I'm still on uh, my travel time, and I think I can get downtown in 16 minutes, but now it takes 26 minutes if <laughs> right. I time it right. So right. I'm still trying to uh, work out my travel schedules. But it's it's been – overall, it's been good. Yeah. And, you know, with the industry, BMW coming in. Oh, man. It's been, it's been really, really good. And yeah. Thornblade's been a good spot for – family and it's close to home and speaking of family let's talk about your firstborn we'll start with him okay austin reeves played golf at Furman. yeah so uh quick 2011 amateur champion that's right that's right i forgot that's i'm sorry that, yeah um some of those silent facts there i'll tell that you that was the one amateur i wasn't at was i believe is the one he's the hottest amateur i've ever been at Down in my college and river Compton river okay. the dock course yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh but uh so Austin's 35, uh, lives in Greenville, uh, wife and two kids, uh, two boys and another boy on the way. So we'll oh, good wow. for him. We'll have a, hopefully we'll have a golfing family there. But uh, his first, I got him into golf yeah. early. And knowing a little bit about South Carolina junior golf and seeing some of the other uh, juniors at the time kind of come across, I said, hey, let's go play a you want to go play a junior golf tournament I want you to do this and so uh, he turned 10 on November 12th 19 well whatever it is 1998 let's just say it yeah. might be 99 but um, uh, he met the deadline to get in the players championship because he turned he turned 10 on like Thursday <laughs> and the tournament started on Saturday right. so he was eligible to play nice. yeah so we go down there not knowing we're going to get into, and that's Hartsville Country Club. Right. Right. And there's not a better place to go have your first golf tournament than that's Hartsville true. Country that's Club true. because of the atmosphere, the people, the community, the French fry guys. Right, right. Everything was great. So he ended up playing at first tournament, and he actually won the 10 to 12 age group that year, his first tournament. That was the omen of things um, to come. Yep. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of my first introduction to junior golf. And we saw some of the older guys that were from Thornblade at the time. Uh, yeah. You know, the Brent Delahousse's, the Jay Jr., the Bill Haas, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the Philip Mollicas and names. You keep going. But that was right. that was our first introduction to junior golf. And then he went on to Furman, and he actually won the 2010 Southern Conference Championship. 
Wow. Um, and then won the 2011 State Am. Yeah. He's, he could play. Oh, I know he can. And what I, what I really like is Austin, I don't know if he's still doing it, he was refereeing some basketball. He's still doing some uh, NCAA Division yeah. II basketball. Uh, yeah. Trying to – Trying to see if he can get to that power five okay. level. Or Good for him. Have you seen the beard the boy can grow? No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, He's always been clean cut. Oh, he can, he can grow this thing when he wants to. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's when you know it's it's the beard comes out between uh, let's say basketball season is October to March. The beard comes from March to uh, October. You. Yeah, yeah. I have to see it's, that. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Right. Pretty impressive. So he was. Uh, he was. He. he yeah, I was telling uh, Rick Cloninger earlier. That, you know, he was a kid that played. All sports through, yeah. through the whole yeah, whole college that. career. I mean, high school career. And then your youngest son, Crawford. 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 Uh, Crawford's thirty three in Greenville with a son, and got another little one on the way. This will Good be our first him. granddaughter. The cost uh, of Christmas is going up. Yeah, it's going up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or every day is Christmas <laughs> now that you're a grandparent. So you know. Uh, but but Crawford, uh, you know, he played, uh, played at Clemson. Played at Clemson. Won the blade. Won the blade twice. Did he oh, win twice? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting uh, older. I can't remember. Only one. Only uh, and you know we've had a lot of great players come from Thornblade, and believe it or not, he was the only Thornblade uh, male boy to win win it. You know, yeah. uh, we had uh, young lady Haley Stevens when they were members. She she won one year, but okay. uh, but yeah, Crawford played at Clemson, and I, you know he won the what 2008 Jayhawks yeah. Junior Player, Player of the Year. year. Yeah. Um, so. Had, had a good solid. Career. He was pro for a while with Jamie Daniel on the bag, which may explain why he's not pro now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Crawford. I did not mean. Uh, that. One one other thing that those two boys accomplished with the help of their father was uh, Rob and Crawford won the 2009 Dudley Sullivan Sullivan Father Son Championship, and yeah. then. He and Austin just won this past year's event up at Greenville. Oh, Country good! Club. So he's so, got one with each. There you go. He and he and Mr. Todd, I think, are the only ones I, I know of that have a championship with each son. That's cool. That's something to hang your hat on. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, Crawford and I won ours back when Crawford was younger, and he was really on his hot hot yeah. streak when he he won a lot of tournaments during yeah. that that uh, summer. Uh, but then coming back with Austin. You know, gosh, 20, 20 years later right. to do it and right. having to put up with me. Crawford and was – your victory with Crawford was the last time we were at Windermere. That's before Windermere. we made the move to, to Greenville Country. Oh, wow. Club. And for everybody that doesn't know that Father-Son Championship, it is a brutal format because it's select drive and then you alternate shots. And my father and I had to quit playing in it years ago because we <laughs> it just weren't going to make it. But uh, it's pretty impressive well, with both of them. I don't want to leave out your daughter, and I can't – her name escapes me. Uh, Marion. Yeah. yeah. So Marion, she uh, – she is married, living uh, just south of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Okay. Um, no children yet, um, but uh, um, she is the forgotten child of the Reeves family. But she was drug along to a lot of junior yeah. golf yeah. tournaments when Dad couldn't go. Mom had to take the whole family. Right. Uh, her claim to fame was she she loved running cross country, and oh, okay. right. she got me into running some really uh, oh good events as well so you've done that marathon yet i have not done a marathon she and i did a half marathon a year ago so that was, we did it together and then she just ran the chicago marathon this past october wow, wow. so good for her she had a she had a good time and that might have given me a little bit of uh do i want to go run a marathon <laughs> I, hear you. I don't know and she's a published author 
correct? She did. She wrote a book. She uh, unfortunately she uh, battled an eating disorder uh, during high school, and uh, that was a difficult time. But she's overcome that, and she wrote a book uh, um, dealing with that and yep. her experiences. And now she is a, a psychologist dealing with uh, young. Uh, people that do have eating disorders and um so yeah. she's used a, an adversity in her life to hopefully make other people's lives better yep. very good very so, good uh, yeah. do we want to talk about the birth of the blade yeah Isn't i think that we a good time have, we have to Ed, yeah tell us about his it. his fourth child <laughs> yeah you're right yeah let's get that out of the way fourth child um so so it all goes back to uh austin's tournament experience at, at hartsville um that november and uh, basically saying, hey, if Hartsville Country Club and the community of Hartsville can put on a tournament this good yeah. and have this much fun, uh, we can do something like this at Thornblade. Or why don't we try to do something like this at Thornblade? And also at the time, again, this was 1999, um, 98, 99, uh, AJGA was coming on the scene. And again, you had a lot of South Carolina kids going out of state to play as, uh, AJGA events. You know, again, the Dunk, Ben, Brian, and Ben Duncan, and Brent Delahousse, and and Manus, I mean, Manus, yeah. and all those guys were doing AJGA. And I said, hey, you know, South Carolina junior golf is, is pretty good. So let's do something here to give these folks a uh, a good tournament experience. Um, Keep it all here in South Carolina. Make it easy for um, parents. Um, keep it local. And so I came back from Hartsville and got sat down with uh, Jamie McCullough and Ryan Henley and a uh, few other people and said, can we do this? Because Jamie McCullough was our head golf professional at Thornblade at the time. She's a rock star, isn't she? She, she is, is awesome. Unbelievable. And then Ryan Henley at the time was our president of the club. Yep. And Ryan, Good uh, dude. obviously Luke was uh, Glover's uncle, so yep. I mean, r- there's nobody better than Ryan. Right. So Marshall Cole, some, uh, Susan Cummins, uh, some others got in there and said, "Hey, let's let's do it." Man. And so we sat at Susan Cummins' house with ten of us and figured out how we could do this. So June of 1999 was the first blade basically and um did you did you think it'd become what it is today we had no idea right and i guess maybe we should have known when we had you know almost 300 applications for the first blade and it was a qualifier event type thing oh yeah um and um we did that and not too many people know but the Thornblade clubhouse burnt down a few weeks before the blade, so that's kind of um, a how'd little you, bit how, history. How'd you know there was a t-shirt? That? Wasn't there a t-shirt? Yeah. yeah. So um, we had outdoor uh, trailer out there, and I don't really remember how we navigated it, but the t-shirt at the time, uh, I think it said, was we're burning it down at the blade, <laughs> and um, <laughs> so so they had the t-shirt on the back of the t-shirt it had the uh, clubhouse and fire coming fire. out of it or whatever so yeah too soon, too soon. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was the first year and 
you know, we had, and it started out boys and girls age, you know, we, we actually had, uh, we had, we had eight and nine age group maybe at that yeah. time. But anyway, we did it in 1999 and then. Was Jay involved then? Jay was not involved then. Um, but we, uh, we continued on real quick on the t-shirt thing. So yeah. in two, in the next year, the second year, we, uh, we had a construction, uh, theme and it's a building building it back at the blade or something and then the third year we had back in the house uh that's cool so those were our three teacher and then the fourth year was uh i guess uh the uh american flag for fourth of july but bottom line jay got involved in 2004 when i sat down with him and i guess it it kind of morphed into just a junior golf tournament at the time to uh how can we improve lives of kids who don't have the opportunity to play junior golf um and walk the fairways every day and so we wanted to add a charitable aspect to it so uh who who is the charity of today today uh i know it's changed a few times well yeah so let me back up a minute so the original charity was was the greenville children's hospital and i'll get back to that second and today um, we funded um, the Ryan the the Dick and Lucille Henley uh, Scholarship Foundation for okay. cool. male and female uh, youth going to school, but don't necessarily have to be a golfer. Um, obviously, the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation has been a big beneficiary of funds oh, yeah. over the yeah, year. Yeah. But um, and then basically the first. Eight or ten years was to the children's hospital, and to be totally honest, it got to be a big, a big deal trying to put on any auction event and a oh, fundraising yeah. event. You guys know how that is yeah. to, with a volunteer board and trying to get it all done. It just, we just said I need to tone it down. Yeah. But um, for ten, eleven years, um, Rick Jay's Irwin's involvement listening. and. Uh, the children's hospital and what we were able to do uh, to raise money for um, pediatric cancer research um, and to raise money for Camp Courage, which is a camp, two-week camp up um, Highway 11 near the Cliffs uh, Mountain Mountain Park for kids who can't go to normal camp because they've got type of uh, uh, immune diseases or, or diseases that they just can't go. Uh, but they have it staffed properly. If, if I'm correct, y'all, y'all in total funds uh, given, you're over 1.5 million, aren't you? We are. It's incredible. Probably closer to 1.55. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, that's congratulations. I mean, that, that's yeah. unbelievable. Well, thank you very much. You know, we just celebrated 25 years yep. um, this past year, which was a big milestone. Never thought we'd see 25, 25 Man. years. But it's been with a lot of good staff, a lot of good board members. Um, a lot of good junior players, a lot of good support from parents. You guys, it's been a good ride. Yeah, and I, I, for you know, for our listeners out there, the events like the Blade and the Beth Daniel and the Bobby Chapman, you know, the, those are not junior golf association events. We we come in and help conduct them. Um, and in a situation like the Blade, our foundation gets gets to you know some some keep some. Proceeds. Uh, proceeds from that, I guess, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's an honor for our organization to be able to be part of that and to be able to say that the blade is on our junior calendar and is considered a, a SCJGA event. And, and but but Rob has a board 
and yeah. they have individuals up there that meet and do all the planning and, and along with Justin and his team, but but they do a lot of the work. And I, I want to say the blade stands out for a few different reasons. Uh, I can remember when Miller Caps was leaving South Carolina, his parents moved, he's moving to Denver, North Carolina. Can I still get the blade? I was like, no, nah, but I'm sorry, you're not a state resident. So, I mean, it was a, it's a big deal. It's like, mm-hmm. it's probably the I'm going to say it's the favorite for most everybody, but the family dinner that you do is special. Nobody else really does that, so that, that thing is packed. It's the, the Sunday whole locations uh, from oh, do they? the BMW? We started that a couple years ago, giving the kids on the last day of the tournament the, the Sunday pins, so that wow. was good. Um, and yeah, the, the, the Monday night dinner, you know, I, I'll tell you this, that uh, when I was – beating the bushes for sponsorship i had a conversation with the bmw manufacturing and bobby hip was over there at the time and i went and asked them since they were you know they had the bmw charity pro-am at at thornblade um would they be willing to partnership with the blade and um, he asked me about the golf tournament i started telling him about the tournament you know kids playing golf and having a tournament and having a champion or whatever he said no tell me about the tournament experience you know what do the families get? What are the what do the players get? So that's wow. what I'll always remember: is what experience are you bringing to um, the families? Hence, we've got the the Sunday the Monday night dinner yeah. that we provide and the uh, guest food and good, guest speakers yeah. and everything. So that's been a big big hit that we want to continue on. But my first blade, my first blade would have been two thousand six or seven ish, probably two thousand six. And uh, I, I, I sat with a family I didn't know. I think I, honestly, I sat with Jamie Daniel. This is a funny story. I sat with Jamie, and, and Jamie was just firing off at the mouth that day, and I was like, this guy. <laughs> but now Jamie and I are great friends. You sure. know, so, uh, but the room has gotten more packed over the years with more family members and more family members are coming. So kudos to you. Uh, the food has always been top-notch. Chick-fil-A, it's, you know, one day and or a couple of days, but. They, they listen. I went to this last one this past summer. We had uh, 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 Jay Haas and, and Charlie Reimer up there uh, telling stories. And the funny story about that was there was only one microphone. And get, let me <laughs> let me give you one guess who had to hold it most of the time. Charlie, Charlie did. <laughs> that is correct. But the refreshment stations. I mean, you don't walk up to many teas and see Starburst Snickers like you know <laughs> yeah, just right. a assortment of of goodies for you to grab. So um, it's quite the experience for the players kudos for you for sticking through it i mean it, it could have been easy to get it started and and kind of turn it over to somebody and not really worry about it but you have never let it you've always you've elevated you keep going up so kudos well thank you very much again like i said it's been a big it's it's been a big labor of love yep. um and working with a lot of great people no and, doubt and uh, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of great juniors come through there you know just let me digress for a second um Talking about the BMW Charity Pro-Am that's out there, I think one year um, we had in the uh, BMW tournament, I think there were 12 former Blade alum that wow. were playing in the uh, in the tournament yep. that week. Wow. And that was pretty cool when these guys played a junior tournament in July of, you know, X year now they come back and they're playing a professional tournament. Well, they have to feel May or June of the they, next year. They got to feel more at home when they oh, tee yeah. up there. You know. Yeah. Now y'all have made some changes moving that tee box across the road on two. You know, yeah. there's been some changes. There's been to- some changes there. I think that the, the, the going back to the uh, 
to the kids playing it it just shows the power and the uh, uh the power of south carolina junior golf you, even today you look out on the pga tour at uh, tory pines and, and you look at the names i tried to do my favorites on pga leaderboard and yep. I think they were seven or eight oh played, yeah played alum there you know and on the corn ferry tour as well so I always said, if you can win in South Carolina junior golf, you can win anywhere, and I think that's true. Talking about changes of the golf course real quick, but uh, number five, yeah, they've made a big change with the tee. They've angled that tee back towards the, the, the four green, I guess, and, yeah. and now it's more of a straight shot down the line. and Almost like a dog leg. Almost, almost a dog leg right now. Yeah. You kind of do have to kind of yeah. fade it just a shade. That's good though. Yeah. A lot of good. Th- you know, we did the amateur. There. They were going through. <laughs> they were going. We played. Well, we played twelve holes on the on the new bunkers and six. But I mean, it worked out. But that, that's that's yeah. the part of what you have to do when you're doing those types of things. But they're they're making improvements. Is the point of that? Always working towards improving. Well, we will we will remember that state am. <laughs> uh, but it but it was a lot of fun. It came off without a hitch. And we had and a great it, champion. It, it was yeah. Good. Yeah. We had a hell of a storm that rolled in on us yeah. on that Thursday or Friday. But uh, it was it was a long four days. But it was great. It was a great yeah. four days. Um, before we before we leave Thornblade per se, yeah. I I want to hear a little more about the Champagne Shootout because I think you were part of. Haven't you been part of that for quite a while? I've been, yeah. So, uh, Champagne Shootout originated on New Year's Eve, um, and it originated really with about uh, 11 or 12 of us that just said, hey, let's play golf. Tommy Lever was kind of the brainchild of, of this event, and so it was originally done as a pure shootout. So, if everybody remembers back when you everybody played the first hole and you would eliminate one or two people. The idea of getting to the final hole with two people left. So every how many you need to eliminate. But it was probably 11 people we had. And uh, we would play rain, shine, snow, whatever. And again, you're talking early 90s. But golf, there wasn't a whole lot of golf played on New Year's Eve for some reason because people were still working, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really know why I was out there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we did it, and we would start it one o'clock whatever tee off and go and if you got eliminated on hole number one you, you stayed but you stayed and watched everybody play That's you awesome. might have had some beverages in the cooler with sure. you or whatever um and then when you finish the champagne shootout we went to the new year's eve um, party at the club after that but that was the way it started was a pure shootout and then it morphed and then we had people play on one nine, other group play on another nine. You bring those people back uh-huh. for a shootout nice. at the end. Yeah. And then golf course availability, people playing, people's interest. It turned into now a uh, a club event. Club event yeah. with uh, uh, club pros, professionals, whomever coming in to kind of make an all star appearance to yep. play in the uh, in the champagne shootout. You you mentioned your uh, your your history with Greenville Country Club. Didn't you just win this thing with the director of golf over there? Two years ago. Two years the ago. Second, yeah, we, we we tried to repeat this year but we we didn't have the uh, the handicap player that uh, we needed last year. We had, but uh, <laughs> last year, uh, a year ago we won with Sean from, from Greenville Country Club and um, it was myself, Crawford, and then a fraternity brother of mine that now belongs at uh, Thornblade named Johnny Smith. Okay. So we, we won. That year was pretty wide margin. So uh, it, it, It's just a, it's a cool story, the way it started, the fact that Tommy Lever, as we know him, Chew, was kind of started the whole thing. But 
to where it's grown to now and the fact that y'all do it pretty much i mean i can't imagine randy long let y'all out there very often with some of those conditions that they had because i know how randy was about his golf course but pretty much whatever the conditions are y'all go out there and play golf yeah i mean yeah it's it's pretty much show up and play uh, that's awesome yeah it, it was a lot lot of fun we have you know we have a waiting list of people wanting to get in Do so you? yeah all right there's another place and hopefully i'm not skipping around too much uh-huh. that our good friend gray rains has something to do with uh, oh yeah waynesville yeah waynesville inn and golf club or golf club and inn waynesville inn and golf club yeah, yeah. tell me about that yeah so um uh crawford uh came home one day and he well called me he's he's already living out said hey i went up and visited uh waynesville he called it waynesville country club whatever because he had heard about it uh waynesville uh was a uh golf course that uh had become in disrepair over the years and um gray and david tart and those guys bought it and and redid it but Crawford said you need to go up there and see it and i said all right i'll go up there and see it so i rode up and visited and um they were having a, a very inexpensive national membership drive yeah so we joined so we joined up there but the funny story I think that maybe um, is out there is that in college we had a fraternity weekend at Waynesville Inn and Golf Club, and to that was in 1980, I guess 79, 80, and to be up there, stay up there, play that golf course, then and then come full circle. Wow! Uh, you know, we'll call it 45 years. Uh, to go up there, stay and play again on a totally redone golf course, right, right, is is pretty cool. It's pretty neat. But they've done a wonderful job up there with the in and with the golf course. Yep. I've heard it's beautiful. It's I'm a not great able to spot. See it yet. I know y'all have got a great superintendent, Ross Burgess, uh, and I know Jeff Cannell can't quit talking about the property. Yeah. It's little things too. Uh, when they have big events and the invitations they send out, when you open your email, like a, the card comes out. I mean, this is really. Yeah. They do it right there. No it, it's, it's really good, and, and you know, Grain's got Ray, Gray has the hospitality end of it. Yeah, and then um, he's le- leaned on some golf people to bring the golf to it. So it's a it's a cool spot. Um, a lot of people are hearing about it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you hadn't been out there, you need to go up there and visit and stay. And Wayne, the the, the town of Waynesville is is very quaint and cool and. Got some really good food up there. Too. Do you get up there very often? I mean, I know you're during the but... you know, I guess uh, five or six times, okay. uh, you know, about once a month, maybe. Sir, so right. uh, Stephen Baird's an ambassador of the place, Stephen, yeah, Jamie Wilson, I think. I've I don't seen. know about Jamie, but probably okay. so. Um, sounds yeah. like it'd be a good club championship up there. Well, Jamie was just bragging about how good he might have played it on Instagram, was telling how good it was, but uh, he might not be an ambassador, but uh, you can uh. Um, they had to, the last one of the last times the South Carolina men's team was up there. And, oh yeah, um, Alex, you ran into Alex. I ran up into there. Alex yeah. up there, and, and I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, rumor has it Zach Adams might have shot sixty that day. Yeah, really? really? That's what I heard. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a pretty neat spot. Yeah, I That's saw awesome. I saw all the Gamecock kids recently at Columbia Country Club, and is Zach Adams? I mean, it was it's so cool, man, seeing yeah. all those kids together. The ones that have come through. I mean, oh, Ray Reynolds, Ray Reynolds, Jerry. Yeah. Which Jerry was always a twelve and under to me, Jerry right. Bear. But uh, 
Yeah. Good kids, good kids. So uh, I've heard a lot about Waynesville, especially from Mr. Connell, but I knew you remember there. I want to ask you about well, it. One other quick story is that uh, when Victor Hovland won a tournament last uh, summer or fall, his caddy was sporting the bear. Oh, really? Shirt when, oh, they, really? when they showed him in the uh, nice in the waiting room because, it, I mean, you know, waiting to see the last group come through. And, it is um, a good-looking logo. Yeah, so uh, – but uh, um, Victor's caddy, I believe, is good friends with um, – David Tart, who's yeah. has something to do with that. So anyway, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, when we're talking about golf and, and all the different things, especially like the blade. But I mean, you, you've you've given your time to a lot of different. You know, the you're president of of or your past president of Thornblade, so you, you had your, your stint doing that. I know you were you really lobbied hard to get that. Um, you're still on the first tee up state board. I am not on the first okay. tee up state. I had I had served up there, yep. uh, but I still stay in touch with Michael Pius up there. They do a, a fantastic job. job. Yeah, and I know they got their annual meeting coming up uh, or, or annual event coming up at at, uh, at uh, Top Golf here pretty soon. Yeah, so um, uh, they yeah. So I was involved early on, yep. right before, in the process of Michael being hired. Okay, well you did a wonderful job because I mean he's done a fantastic yeah. job for that whole way effort there at the upstate um I, you know as part of our foundation does our our scholarships and our grants and and the first tee upstate first tee charleston all the first tees we, we try to help out but it's been fun to be a part of that i knew you were a part of it at some point in time um yeah. but now your current title as far as giving back to golf that we just decided you got 12 days ago <laughs> scga president so how, what, what does that mean you've been on our board for uh you and i talked about this the other day you've been on there for what, eight years now it's eight or ten. Eight or ten. Uh, they, they all run together. So, um, but um, I guess with anything, uh, going back to the blade, you mentioned uh, Thorn Blade uh, being past president and, and being president of the South Carolina, South Carolina Golf Association. Now, those were things that I never aspired to do or to be. You know, um, they just kind of happen, um, and so. I'm excited to, to be to have an input, have a you know have a have a responsibility to make something better, improve things. Just like junior golf with the blade, hoping to improve and make that better. Um, Thornblade, it was my passion where my family uh, was raised to make Thornblade better and to get it in better shape. From when I when I went into it because we had some difficulties there. But the the South Carolina Golf Association is is exciting because, you know, I've seen a lot happen, not only junior golf, but then going back to my career early in, in my golf. So um, we're excited to see what's going to – what the next two years are going to hold. Yeah, well, I mean, we've – you know, we've talked about this for a long time. Our, our, our board, we've got a strong board. Uh, and we, we, for those that don't know, we, our board consists of individuals from around South Carolina. Geographically, we look at areas that we need to fill so that we've got a, a voice at each one of those areas. And, um, you know, looking at, at some diversity and doing some different things with our board. But, but we've got a, a lot of good people to pull some ideas and some efforts from. And uh, glad to have you up there leading the charge for us and kind of kind of got your feet wet. Now we're going to see what goes on down the line. Well, it, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, um, I guess my, my key buzzwords is bold, innovative, creative. We've got to, you know, um, golf has changed so much, mm-hmm. especially since COVID um that we got a lot of opportunities ahead of us to really do some good things um 
going forward. And and you mentioned the board. Uh, you know, I think I think the board that's in place today probably is one of the best boards that's been in place for a long time. A lot of energy, a lot of excitement, um, a lot of desire yeah. to to move move uh, move the needle a little bit. Well, I'm just thankful they've allowed us to do this podcast for the last three years, Alan. <laughs> I am, too. I am, too. Uh, get Got renewed for another season this year. All right, so two things I want to hit on. I can't let go. One, we got to talk about Jay Haas, I think, I feel like. And then we're going to talk about your yard. So let's go with Jay Haas first. All right, well, so uh, real quick, Jay's been a great uh, partner with the Blade. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he got involved, I guess, 2004 when I sat down with him and said, hey, would you be interested in giving back, uh, giving your time and helping us promote charitable cause? He said, yes. I said, what was your best moment or your best uh, pro-am that you played in? He said, Harold Irwin's um, St. Louis pro-am for Children's Hospital of uh, St. Louis. So Jay said, I'll do what I can to um, help the Blade as long as it has to do with giving back to kids. And so we said, yes, sir, that fits right down our, our line. That's what we want to do. So hence, every charity that we have um, benefited has had something to do with kids. Um, so if it hadn't been for Jay and Jan's uh, generosity, um, we wouldn't have been able to be able to donate over $1.5 million to, to local charities and, uh, you know, um, Jay's timing of winning Charles Schwab Cup in 06 and 08 was, was good. Uh, President's Cup was was uh, good. Bobby Jones Award was good. You know, he was generous enough. He wanted to give back. So some of those um, t- uh, awards and uh, honors yeah. came with a little monetary that he was able to give back to help the Blade. And we, we had an idea to match everything that he gave. It, so, to my knowledge, he was he was there for most all of maybe the British Open got in the year way one year. Yeah, so you know uh, the British Open might get in the way a little bit, but he was there on the Monday right. uh, to be do a clinic, whatever we needed him to do. Yeah, he he was there, um, and um, you know we we love it. The kids love to go to the hospital house when we yeah. had uh, rain shelters right at the time and and they would go uh, spend time if we had a rain delay at the house at the house house so, I, i'd heard stories about miss haas making peanut butter jelly sandwiches for i think she jan would do whatever she could to make all the kids uh happy and that's just that's just the haas that's just the haas hospitality right i, I was getting ready to say that the definition of, of nice people is, is jay and jan haas i mean they, they are wonderful people and we'll yeah. do almost anything that you ask of them to do i know he's been part of our player of the year yeah. award for however many years yeah, now yeah. so it's been good people he, he he is he is the best um if uh yeah he, he is the best now you said somebody yard. Yep. So if the bank if the banking thing doesn't work out, I heard you could be an agronomist. So I've never heard this. Jeff Cannell, I asked for some insight, and he said Rob does his yard. He does his own yard, and he'll send them pictures every week of how good it looks, and uh, just letting them know, letting Jeff know that my yard looks better than your golf course. Wow. So did, are, did you learn all this from your time at Greenville Country Club? I, I will say that is where my foundation got laid okay. uh, at at the uh, golf course uh, when I was working on it because it made me appreciate as a player what good golf 
conditions, course conditions look like. Right. It also made me as a homeowner say, hey, you know, I want my yard to look. Oh, yeah. I want my yard to look good to improve now, the are neighborhood. You, are you just mowing? Are we putting fungicides and herbicides and all that well, down? I got my good friend Dewey Oxner that helps oh, me with the, uh, wow. with the uh, <laughs> the pre-emergence and the uh, fertilizing and everything but i'm just uh i'm just a grass cutter weed eater okay. type of guy okay. we're going cross section on the cut uh, we'll cut it at least three times <laughs> we'll cut at least three times each each night that we uh, we're out there and that's probably three times a week um yeah weed that's eating uh, that's I, awesome. I don't i don't do my uh trimming in my shrubs anymore because i fell off a ladder a couple oh. years ago yeah. but uh but other I than remember. that uh, cutting yeah. the grass that's my that's, that's my awesome. fun time. I heard he's got a good yard. That's, that's all awesome. I heard. So. Yeah, so I, I keep Jeff uh, and uh, and then um, our general manager at Thornblade now, Saeed Asazandi. Saeed has a turf background, and he was a golf course superintendent at um, Champion Hills, yep. among other spots, And uh, before he got into general manager positions. And I'll send my yard to him, make sure he's – Keeping his game up. He can give you some advice. And then, you know, yeah. I had to, Kyle Callahan, who was at yeah. Thornblade, I, yeah. I kind of had to keep Kyle, Kyle in the loop fantastic. a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. my yard is uh, – that, that's my little baby. Pride and joy. I heard yeah. it's good. And it's so. not a big yard, so I don't have to spend Well, I was about to say, I'd, 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 I hate imagine having to do that to my yard. I don't think I can keep uh, up with it. That's again, awesome. Again, I do good all view. that, and it's short. Man. That's great. That's great. Well, Rob, let me tell you, I can't thank you enough for making the trip down here to Hermo to be with us. And uh, – and all you've done for golf, the blade, your time with golf, with the first tee upstate and everything else you've done, um, and then what's ahead. And, and I know I'm looking forward to these next two years and our staff, and then hopefully we can all work together and continue to grow this game that we love so much. So we appreciate you being a part of it with us. 